The Heart of Art is sponsored in part by the Texas A&M University Art Galleries, which includes the Stark and Forsyth Galleries located inside the MSC. The galleries provide a variety of opportunities to experience art exhibitions, events, and hands-on activities. More information at uart.tamu.edu. The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. The Heart of Art, scoping the Brussels Valley for the best artists and bringing them to your radio. Hello, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to the Kami Studios. My name is Hector Nino, and you're listening to The Heart of Art. Today, we have a very special show planned for you. Uh, we have Sarai Garcia here, who is a representative from the Dava Artisan Design, which is a cooperative from Oaxaca, Mexico, that focuses on creating shoes um, using traditional techniques. And also here we have her husband, Richard Hansen, who is the co-founder of Tejiendo Alianzas, which is a group that is working towards creating these relationships between these different cooperatives, as well as Jacqueline McJunkin, who is working alongside the Texas A&M Bush School of Government and Public Service, as well as the International Artisan Market and Cultural Exchange Capstone to get Sarai here to the College Station area. Hope you enjoy. So Jacqueline, I was hoping you could uh, talk to us a little bit about this project and how it started. Oh, sure. Absolutely. The capstone is sort of a three-year effort. Uh, in 2020 and 2021, as you know, COVID restricted the team, that capstone, to um, doing research mainly online, as you know, and sort of basically conducting all the background research to prepare us for the following years. In 2022, that research led to um, working with another uh, indigenous artisan group called Vida Nueva. And um, that group is an all-women sewing collective. We brought them here for similar type cultural exchange. Um, and um, then, of course, this year, we, we've been working all year. Uh, we continued, half of our team continued working with last year's Vida Nueva to see how else we could continue to support them. And half of the team of the, of the 13 um, really started focusing with uh, Java Artisan Design. And so we've been all working together this whole year. Um, we had the great fortune of being able to go in January to visit them wow. uh, and, and really actually live in their home. Um, <laughs> we crowded their house for sort of three or four days and, wow. um, and, and really, I mean, we formed a, a, a special bond. We, you know, we shared spaces, we shared meals, we shared silly stories and laughs and, um, you know, just, just a mountain of fun. And um, with all of that, the idea was to, coordinate to bring them here for the next week. Uh, so Dava Artisan Design will be here uh, March 19th through the 25th and across campus. We're doing um, tons of pop-up events for cultural exchange and to show uh, their their handcrafted footwear. Um, and all of this comes from this um, 
global engagement grant, which the Center for Nonprofits and Philanthropy sort of put all the effort to it into sort of 2020, 2019, 2020, uh, with the idea of using social innovation and entrepreneurship to work with local artisans with the idea of transforming poverty to prosperity by focusing on their design and, and helping bridge the market from you know, wherever they are. In this case, they've been in Mexico, but ideally we continue and do this internationally. Um, bridge the market from their you know, home of origin to the United States and, and really just try to help because this you know, opening the market continues to sustain their families and can sustain, you know, employment within their neighborhoods and prevents economic migration and um, so much more. But that is sort of the origin and crux of, of this entire project. Right. I mean, I love that everyone benefits from it. We uh, exactly. get some amazing pieces from Oaxaca and we also get that cultural exchange as well. Exactly. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for facilitating, helping facilitate yeah. this. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for inviting us. Yes. Of course. All right. And now we will be speaking to Richard, who is um, one of the founders of Tejiendo Alianzas. Uh, Richard, can you go a little bit into what Tejiendo Alianzas is and what that is uh, in relation to DAVA? Yes, yes. Um, I'll take a couple of steps back. So um, I've been in Oaxaca for about 15 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I came down to learn about a project called Waxifornia. And that, that's a collaboration between artisans and students of design. And um, I came just to learn about that. And that's how I began meeting people down here, such as Sarai and uh, a host of other people that work in rural communities. And so we, Sarai and I began, uh, we met at that point through Waxifornia. We began developing educational projects in rural communities. And... Um, Event have basically started establishing this incredible network of young people and artisans and people from many different uh, rural communities throughout Oaxaca. And uh, a story that we kept on hearing over and over again was that a lot of people, um, they want to stay in their communities. They want to be able to speak their languages and they don't want to have to migrate. They want to be able to keep their traditions and cultures and the question of employment was this uh, one of the most important issues that affect their lives. Mm -hmm. um, at that point, we uh, began working for a Mexican foundation to support a model of community development that involved asset mapping or uh, identifying local resources that could potentially turn into projects. Mm -hmm. And uh, we at that point decided to create a nonprofit called Tejiendo Alianzas, which means weaving partnerships as a way of cultivating these relationships and uh, creating a model of economic development that provided sustainable employment for people in these rural communities so that they wouldn't have to migrate. Um, a great part of our model is the relationship and the trust that is created over time and the determination and patience that is kind of required to do that. And um, our work focuses a lot on capacity building. And technically it's an incubator, 
So we do a lot of capacity building around how to develop and manage businesses. Uh, we connect, we, we work with these groups to create prototypes of their products that they don't already have them, or we connect them to experts that might be able to guide them in um, modifying their products in a certain way. And that would make them more, uh, have more potential in the market. We began working with them about, uh, our, we created our nonprofit in 2017 and began working with DAVA shortly after and with other groups as well. Yeah, well, I mean, thank you for being a part of that and creating those opportunities for these people. Um, I think that from what I've heard, I, it kind of sounds like Tejiendo Alianzas is kind of introducing um, these traditional techniques into the modern world and the global market in a way. So that's, that's awesome that they're getting these opportunities. Alrighty. Um, well, I think now we can move on to our artist here, Sarai. Hello, Sarai. Nice to meet you. Thank you so much for being here. Hello. How are you? Nice to meet you. I'm doing great. So Dava was first created by your parents? Well, in my Zapotec culture, I was... I must first give thanks. Could I do that before we begin? Of course, take your time. Well, thank you. Like I said, my name is Sarai Garcia. I am from the Zapotec culture from Oaxaca de Juarez in Mexico. My parents began the shop 35 years ago, but they made very traditional artisanal products like the leather sandals with a car tire sole with nails or even sewn. These were more for hard work in fields. This is how they began. But after the depreciation of the peso and the immigration to the U.S., the market stopped because people were no longer cultivating the fields. All the leather products in Oaxaca began to close down because there were no one to sell to. So with that came the necessity to innovate and find out what else we could do. My father only had one son, with the rest being women, and he was the youngest. The work of making sandals was left traditionally more for men because of the hard physical labor that it requires. There really aren't many women that make sandals because it is presumed to be a job that requires strength, which they believed only men could do. This is not the case, but this was the reason my father wanted a son, so that he could help him in creating these sandals. To my father's disappointment, he had three daughters first, so he didn't have anyone to help him at first, but that did not limit him. He started beginning... Uh, he started being tougher on us girls, something that is not frequently done.
-huh. eh, entonces él estaba un poco uh, desilusionado porque no había nadie que le ayudara, no, no más bien porque éramos niñas, entonces, eh, pero eso no lo limitó, entonces empezó a tratarnos como poco más rudo que, que frecuentemente hacen con las niñas, He would say, you have two eyes, I have two eyes. You have two hands, I have two hands. I have the ability to do this, then you have the ability as well. So without thinking about it, he began raising strong women, and with that individuality that he taught us, we started to recreate and innovate how we created the sandal. We started moving away from hardworking sandals and started making more casual shoes. We started adding textiles. We have this anecdote of my sisters and I walking in the main square of Oaxaca, where we saw some really popular necklaces made out of seeds. At this time, the necklaces were selling like fresh bread. So we thought, why don't we buy some necklaces and place them on sandals? The only thing in my mind was, what is selling right now? If that is selling, let's place it on a sandal. If tlayudas are selling, which is a common food in Oaxaca, let's place them on sandals. Under the same necessity, let's make something and place it on the sandals so that the sandals sell. So that's what we did. We started working on it, and it took us about a month to get the prototype through trial and error. Afterwards, we realized the versatility that we could have with the sandals. But above all, that our imagination had no limits. If we made a sandal from seeds, then we make sandals from anything, out of paper, cardboard, textiles, and that's how it started. So it opened up your world, right? Exactly. So that led all the products we have now. We started speaking to groups that worked on textiles like Vida Nueva and embroiderers, and those relationships began growing and growing. After that is when we thought, if we have made sandals, then of course we can make shoes as well. Yes, so do you all weave at all? We do not weave textiles. We are shoemakers from birth. And I say this because it is common in our towns that when your family has a profession, it is taught to the children slowly, bit by bit.
This is also why we have artisans and master artisans, because the master artisans have many years of experience, and they are the ones that pass their knowledge along to the younger generations. So for me, they started teaching me when I was eight years old. Starting off with small things, like before I could go and play, I needed to oil up some leather straps. And my mom loved it because there would be like seven or eight kids with me wanting to play. So she would grab all of us and make all of us work on something. And when we were done, we could then go play. So you learn with time. In my case, I learned sandal making, and what we did was incorporate all the other resources and materials that other artisans work on. This means that each of our sandals has around two to three artisans' work accumulated into one. It's like a piece of art. You accumulate different inspirations and create this product that is wearable art. Okay, so you all were the ones that came up with the idea to incorporate all these different traditional techniques into one sandal. How cool. All right, you guys, we will be going on a quick break, but do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Support for KAMU is provided by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts, presenting Rising Tide, the Crossroads Project, a performance grounded in science, elevated by art, igniting response, featuring climate physicist Dr. Robert Davies, the Fry Street Quartet, and works from painter Rebecca Allen, environmental photographer Garth Lenz, and American composer Laura Kaminsky, Thursday, March 30th at 7 p.m. in Rudder Theater. More information at academyarts.tamu.edu. Now we will continue my conversation with Sarai Garcia, representative from the Dava Artisan Design. Can you explain what the artistic process of creating a sandal is? Well, we have an advantage here as artisans, and I call it that because since the art here in Oaxaca is so palpable, sometimes we forget that exists. You are born with different things that your grandparents taught you, like how to see the uh, how to see the sky to know whether it will rain or whether it will be cold. How to see the colors in nature and understand how our indigenous cosmovision works. So we have that embedded in us. And I would say it comes a bit easier to us because all of our traditions and everything that surrounds us is what we incorporate into our sandals, our textiles, and embroideries. We create symbols that represent the water, the wind, the rain, or the sun, because we already have this within our culture. It is easier to create stories and tell stories within one piece.
dentro de una pieza, ¿no? Entonces, eh, por ejemplo, hay, hay bordados que... For example, there are embroideries about simple themes such as what we have in nature based on colors in nature. We mix different colors found in nature to create very neutral colors as well as intense and explosive ones. So we started to create a line of products with stories. For example, we have sandals that represent life and death. Us as Zapotecas, we don't believe that life ends at death. We believe there is more. So it is easier for us to represent these types of things through textiles and sandals. But sometimes these things are very complex, so we have to explain what we did. Yes, but art is art, no matter where it comes from. Uh, why do you think it is important for the world to view this art form? I think it is important because disregarding borders, we are humans and we live together. The mixing of cultures just enriches our life. This exchange of resources and ideas is everything. I think the fact that we are humans and we are able to experience and enjoy the cultural diversity that exists in the world, not only where I am from, this is very beautiful and interesting to me. Es interesante, es bello, pero sobre todo porque cuenta historias. But this art form also tells stories. It is a part of nature. It's a part of our lives. It says that we are all humans. I think if we set off with that mindset, we can continue to walk together with Daba. Of course. Creando o mostrando esta diversidad hermosa que existe en el mundo, ¿no? Entonces, Pienso también que toda la parte artesanal, todos los productos que se hacen de manera artesanal, eh, aparte de que es, eh, cuidan el medio ambiente. We can show this beautiful diversity that exists in our world. I also believe that artisanal work, apart from the fact that they protect the environment, also protect cultures and ways of life. If someone stays in their home to work and bets on their community, it means we can preserve the tradition, the language, and that it will not die. At least there will be someone that cares for it and holds it. These are products made with love, with heart, with consciousness, but they are much more. They tell a story, 
and there are dozens of people in the background that you can help and contribute to their preservation of identity and respect for the Cosmovision. All right, now I wanted to talk about the events that you will be a part of when you're here. I don't know if, if Jacqueline wants to come in for those events that y'all will be present at for this week. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like we said earlier, we're having tons of events. Um, some are sort of cultural exchanges, so opportunities across campus. Um, the first one will be Sunday, March 19th. Um, it's going to be at uh, Lake Walk. The Arts Council of Brazos Valley has a storefront that they've given us permission to kind of set up shop in. So um, that will be from two to five on Sunday, March 19th. And um, really looking forward to that. That will be our first foray into um, setting these things up and, and seeing which the public is most excited about. Um, Monday, uh, the um, Dava family will be going to attend two lectures and giving a presentation um, in the Wenner building um, through the May School of Business. Um, and that will be from starting at 11 a.m. in room 156. I believe that's only open for students, however. Okay. So, um, not not necessarily for the public and then monday afternoon we're going back to the allen building in the bush school of government uh from around two o'clock to about 5 30 to do another cultural exchange to show the shoes to talk about their mission and their vision and um their history and um you know to, to do the cultural exchange that will be in cooperation with the Global Languages and Cultures School, and um, the Mexican Student Association will be there, as well as representatives from the Hispanic Studies Graduate Program, so definitely looking forward to cooperating with them. That will be Monday, so on Tuesday, again, we're going to be doing um, another organized lecture, class lecture, where uh, the Dava family will give another presentation. This one related more to um, textiles and fabrics through the um, School of performance visualization and fine arts that's around 12 30 on tuesday the 21st that evening um, we're having a panel in the annenberg presidential conference center from around five o'clock um you know again sort of reviewing these things and then doing like a question and answer session so we that is open to the public and um i'm sure we'll post these links and you know invites and registrations somewhere so i'll, I'll make sure to give you all that um that's Tuesday. Really looking forward to that. Wednesday, um, let's see, we have another lecture through the College of um, Agriculture and um, Life Sciences. Um, it's a panel discussion around 1030 in, um, in the Life Sciences building. And uh, that evening, we're very excited to uh, go back to the Arts Council of Brazos Valley. They have a, an amazing gallery there, and um, we'll be doing another cultural exchange event, um, showing some of the shoes and seeing what's available uh, around 5 o'clock. Um, and Thursday, uh, we'll be back at the MSC in the second floor Forsyth Gallery. Um, Again, another sort of pop-up inter, I keep saying that, cultural exchange event. Mm -hmm. And 
And Thursday morning on the 23rd at 9.30, we're going to have another organized lecture with the Bush School of Government um, with Dr. Robbie Robichaud um, in her class on social innovation and entrepreneurship. And then uh, we'll be at the Forsyth Gallery, like I said, from 2 to 4. Um, and then finally, Saturday, we're working with, um, again, the Arts Council of Brazos Valley. They have been such a key partner in all of this uh, in downtown Bryan. Uh, for the Brazos Valley Farmers Market, so that will be from 8 a.m. to noon, and um, and then the poor family is going to rest <laughs> Ooh, after a long week. <laughs> we're, exactly, we're dragging them all over town and this way and that way, and go to this building and put on this presentation. So <laughs> um, we are uh, really excited and looking forward to it. Again, um, working with the MSC LT Jordan Partners. Um, the May School of Business, Brazos Valley Arts Council, School of Performance, Visualization, and Fine Arts, um, the Brazos Valley Farmers Market, Mexican Student Association, Global Languages and Culture, NSC, Agriculture and Life Sciences. So we're really making the rounds and we're oh, yeah. really grateful for everyone cooperating with us and seeing the value of um, sharing this family and, and being able to um, you know, learn from them and, and just enjoy, enjoy them while they're here. Right, yeah. You're definitely taking advantage of this week <laughs> yes. to the fullest. Alrighty, well, thank you so much for facilitating this. And Absolutely. thank you, Richard, uh, for also helping facilitate this. Uh, my pleasure. Of course. And muchas gracias, Sarai. Y espero que te diviertas esta semana. Espero que, que saques mucho de esta semana. Gracias. Muchas gracias a todos. Y los esperamos. Gracias. Yes, try to keep an ear out if you're able to make any of these events. Make sure you do not miss these. I'm Hector Nino, and you've been listening to The Heart of Art, a production of 90.9 KAMU-FM. You can find all of our shows anytime at kamu.tamu.edu. The Heart of Art is brought to you by the Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts at Texas A&M University, bringing innovative and culturally diverse visual and performing arts programming to Texas A&M University and the Brazos Valley. The Academy for the Visual and Performing Arts fosters the creativity of our community via the transformative power of the arts. The Heart of Art is sponsored in part by the Texas A&M University Art Galleries, which includes the Stark and Forsyth Galleries located inside the MSC. The galleries provide a variety of opportunities to experience art exhibitions, events, and hands-on activities. More information at uart.tamu.edu.